catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Now, for parents who are struggling now and for prospective parents like those who really wanted to listen to this discussion um, when we put it out, when we put the word out that we're going to have this discussion, what challenges do African parents usually face while raising children that are in their formative years? And how can these challenges be addressed, like practical methods or strategies? Let's just highlight some of the most important challenges and then also highlight some of the practical methods um, that they can use in raising children in their formative years. We'll start with Mrs. Okonji and then we'll wrap up with Mrs. Odekia. Okay, um, thank you. Some of the challenges, you know, that parents face is that of lack of communication. Because sometimes they see these children that they, don't, they can't communicate. They are so little, they don't know a lot of anything, so what am I going to communicate with them? But the truth is, these children have ways of communicating. They have ways of, you know, sharing their thoughts, expressing themselves. So we need, you know, to have parents who are ready to listen, who are ready to see that, or understand that these children are humans and they need to be listened to, okay? So that is very, very important. A child comes back from school, yes, it's a three-year-old child, it might be a two-year-old child, you know, as long as the child goes out, spends some time away from home. When the child comes back from school, the parents should ask, not just, what did you learn in school? Ask the child, who did you play with? What did you enjoy in school today? What happened in school? Let the child tell you in their own words. Sometimes why parents get discouraged is because the child is grappling with the vocabulary to use, you know, in expressing himself. And the parents just dismiss it and say, oh, this child, does not, nothing happened to the child and I don't, the child does not have anything to share. But the truth is the child has things to share. We need to have people who are patient enough to listen to the child and have him share. So that is one of them. And then occasionally um, just pop into the school, get to see if possible, get get to have a word, uh, uh, you know, arrange meetings with your class, with your child's teacher. Understand, don't wait until the end of term when the reports come and you say, oh, the child is not doing well. Yes, we know that um, schools have open days where parents can come. But I dare say that one open day in a, in a, in a term is not enough. So arrange for meetings, you know, get your, 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 your child's teacher, oh, I'd like to pop in or I'd like to have a word with you about my child or I've noticed one or two things I'm concerned about I need to share with you or maybe the child, this is the, the child's preferred way of doing things and my, um, because of that, the child might be struggling in school and we need to have it sorted out so that the child will be balanced. So the child, um, the, the teacher and the parent should not be um, how will I put it now, strangers to each other. They should have a very cordial relationship, you know, where each one can actually talk about that the child they have in common. When the child understands that, oh, these things that I'm learning in school, you know, children are very smart. Sometimes we, are, we underestimate them. So if a boundary has been set in school and the child is, you know, adhering to it, and he finds out that at home, the parents are, are not in particular or they are not bothered about those boundaries. The child relapses. And what happens? The child comes back to school and they start all over again. But if that child understands that, oh, this boundary that has been set either at home or in school is being reinforced in either of the, of the places, the child understands that, oh, I can't get away from this thing. 
So it is very, very important that we find time for our children. You, that one, it, it, it cannot be overemphasized. We need to find time. Yes, I know that a lot of parents are busy. A lot of parents, you know, you, you have a conversation with them and they tell you, is it not because of these children I'm going out? I need to go out and make money. Yes, the money is important. But the child whom you are, in quotes, trying to make the money for, it's also very important that you, you know, that you interact with that child, that you understand what is going on in the child's life, that you understand where the child may be struggling or finding it difficult to adjust. Most of these things, if they are found out early, it becomes easy, you know, to, to, to get sorted. But when the, these things have been formed, you know, it becomes a huge problem later in life for it to be corrected. So from the onset, we need to have a relationship that is very, very important with our children on both sides. Very interesting. Now let's get to Mrs. Odekian. Right. I'm going to look at it from this different perspectives. Parents and carers. Like Ms. Profondi rightly said earlier, working in partnership with the school, the teacher, who of course should be qualified enough to handle children and school, is very, 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 very key. The most important thing in all of this is that whoever is caring for children must be knowledgeable. That's the first thing. Because if you don't have a good knowledge of you know what you are working on or what you're doing or what you're dealing with, and there's every tendency of you not giving outlined goals. Of course, that is if you even have a goal that you're working towards. Because you'll find out that most times parents of even very little children are more concerned of other people's achievements, other people's children's achievements. And what you hear most times is, oh, Mary's mom or Mary is already writing up to 1,000 at age two. Why is mine not working up to that number? You see that? So, what we need to do is, the first thing to do is to have the knowledge of what early years is. What children need in order to survive, in order to come out the development holistically. What do they need in order to achieve goals? Of course, you need to also know what the goals are. What are the goals for the early years? What are the goals for the physical development? What are the goals for the personal, social and emotional development? What are the goals, even in the mathematics, the literacy, the science, the social studies, the understanding the world, and everything around the children? There must be set goals. That's the first thing. So there must be goals that are set. And in setting these goals, it must be in partnership with the parents. Now, if parents now realize that, oh, these goals is not just for the school. It's for me and my child and also for the school. So the parents will also be, will be made to work hand in hand with the school in order to ensure that goals are met. You see, that's one of the reasons why parents think that it is the school's duty to ensure that the children are doing well. It is the school's duty to ensure that the child... Yes, it's in our education department, they will tell you, yes, a teacher is a local parenting, okay? That is the parent in the school. Yes, the teacher takes over the role of the parent in the school. However... There is a role that the parent also takes part at home. There is a part that is played from zero to age one. The children usually grow up with their carers, usually their parents, or whoever minds the children, depends on where the child grows up. So that's the first step. And from birth, even before birth, children are supposed to be exposed to certain environments that will help them succeed in life. And so... When parents have not played this role, they don't, they're not knowledgeable. They don't even know what they are trying to achieve at this early age. You'll find out that the first few years 
of the child's life is usually lost. Okay, it's usually lost. The parents focus mainly on the feeding, the nutrition, and maybe the physical development. Some parents unintentionally focus on the child's well-being as well, you know, but they also ab abandon some other developments and learning processes that the children should grow up. For example, if you want a child who loves singing, if you want a child who loves reading, you have to start reading to your child at a very early age. So you create an environment that is rich in communication. You create an environment that is rich in singing, reading, and learning at a very early age. So you find out that the first one year of the child is usually spent looking at feeding, immunizations, well-being, that basically the health of the child. And you find out that because the parents are not knowledgeable about what they should be looking out for in their children or what they should be grooming in their children, the other aspects of development is usually overlooked. Okay? So knowledge is very important. And I think that we can do a lot in educating parents, mostly at antenatal centers and at postnatal centers. Unfortunately, most mothers, after they've put to bed, they've taken their injections, they start going elsewhere. Some don't even complete their children's vaccination, you know. So I am advocating that at antenatals and at postnatal clinics, parents should be educated. Parents should be equipped with the knowledge of what they need to groom in their children in order for them to come out balanced. And when they have come out of that first one year or one and a half year, they go on to school. We expect that the school also be more knowledgeable other. Okay? The schools should be equipped with knowledge of handling children in the early years setting. Okay? It is from the schools that seminars can be set for parents. Infographics can be made for parents to also read from time to time. Messages can be posted to them on WhatsApp platforms. And radio presentations, TV shows, talking about children, what they can do to help the children, etc. Should also be encouraged in our society. Wow. Parents, again, should make out time to follow up on their children, their children's development, even in their learning. It's not just the teacher's work, like Mrs. Okonji rightly said earlier. It's not just about the teacher teaching, because the truth is, I don't have that research yet, but I can tell you, I can beat my chest and say that 80% of our teachers, especially in the nursery sector, are still yet to understand what the early years is about in Nigeria. In other countries of the world, like in Britain, America, Australia, the government pay premium price on their early years um, and the foundation stage. Why? Because they have realized that who the child will become as an adult is determined at this age. And so I think the government too should also pay a premium price for the children at this age to ensure that every teacher who will take children at this age is trained properly on handling children. It's not just about teaching mathematics, science, and literacy. It's also about the overall development of children. Children who are emotionally balanced. Children who are bold. Children who can swim the challenges of life. Children who are critical thinkers. Children who are creative. Children who are problem solvers. Children who are communicators. These are the challenges that we have in the society today because the foundation stage was not properly garnered. So it is very important that parents should demand 
of their children's school to provide them with professionals who are proper practitioners. We call them early years practitioners. Okay? They are trained. They know how to handle children. We bring out the best. We motivate children to success. You find that children who pass through this kind of training, they are very bold. They have good self-esteem and they excel in whatever they do. So you have given them so many opportunities. We focus on the things that matter. The expressive, their expressions, their communications, their ability to develop socially and emotionally. The ability to understand what their education is about. Our education is not just about writing exams. It's not just about assessment. It's about being able to use what you have learned in school to solve problems, your own problems and the society's problems. And so you'll find that in Nigeria, largely, production is, is zero, almost zero percent. Why? Because we have not hammered this in. We have not raised our children to be producers. We have not trained our children to be critical thinkers. We've not trained our children to be problem solvers. So these are the things we should focus on. Parents should demand that the schools that their children are in, their teachers should have this knowledge. They should also learn to work in partnership with their children's teacher. Because the truth is, if a parent is knowledgeable and the teacher is not knowledgeable, it means that the parent will be working hard at home to ensure that the child has the right environment. And then when the child gets to school, it's no longer there. So there's a breakdown in communication. There's a breakdown in the process of building up a fantastic child, a well-groomed child. Wow. So you find out that if a parent is not knowledgeable and the school is knowledgeable, there will be a problem. There will be a challenge. Now, these days, you find out that we're running in literacy. We're running. We'll start off with the phonics. The children learn the sounds. They learn the diagrams. And then you give the children home homework or home tasks to do. They take it home. The parents are not knowledgeable. They go home, they start with the letter names, and the child is confused. So you'll find out that there's a breakdown in what the child learns in the process of grooming the child to be a fantastic child. You know, you'll find that in so many good schools now, reading starts at age three. Why? Because we've realized, and from research, so many things have been discovered that, oh, if you start off like this, we do this, we do that, and then we are working with parents at home. You'll find out that the success rate is higher than when it is just the teacher doing all the work at all. So like Mr. Koji rightly said, there must be partnership between the parents and the school and also with the government. The government should play the role of quality control. Yes, we have quality assurance in Lagos, in Ogun State, in almost all the states in Nigeria, but we're not still feeling the impact of the quality assurance. Reason being that we still need the teachers, the trainers, the carers, the minders, to be trained properly and also to be enforced to use the right thing because there is every tendency of us going back to what we're used to. It's very easy to go back to your comfort zone. We're used to it, so it has become part of you. And so it's very hard to unlearn. It takes a long time to unlearn things that you have learned before, things like throwing up a child, you want to bait a child, you want the child to be strong, you throw the child up from the ground to the ceiling, the child will be strong, you are pulling the child's hands, you are pulling the child's leg, you are turning the child's leg up and down, you are trying to make, those are not, they are not ways to develop children physically. These days, you rarely find a child with problem with pencil grip. Reason being that practitioners have realized that there are several ways to train children to have this pencil grip. There are so many ways. Mr. Kondi is an expert in that. You know, she's also just sold me some materials that one could use 
in developing pincer grips for children who may have been unfortunate to have come from environments that you know parents are not knowledgeable and even the carers are also not knowledgeable but you find that out of 10 children you have like one or two who don't form that pincer grip because the knowledge is spreading around gradually and that's why we're advocating that parents should be also knowledgeable take training take courses to learn what their children need to develop to become adults who are competent who are confident and who are able to solve problems as they come well i think we would need some time to still get into more details and you know look at this and maybe foundational learning and all but it's really been an engaging chat uh, i hope that you've learned a thing or two from this discussion we've been speaking to a seasoned professional with about four decades of teaching and training experience with proficiency in early childhood education, school administration, British and Nigerian curriculum planning and performance assessment and monitoring. The founder and principal consultant at an educational consultancy company aimed at uplifting the standards and practice of early years in Nigerian schools called Havila Edu Consult Services, Philippa Okonji, thank you very much, Mrs. Philippa Okonji, for the time and for the insights shared today. And also in the discussion, we've had an educator and administrator with over 20 years experience who is passionate about what and how students learn, especially children from birth to five years. She's the director of the Maryville School and a Teachers Academy Booknet Resources. She's a national coordinator of the International School Teachers and Directors Association in Nigeria, a strong advocate of the early years and foundation stage of proper development and learning, Mrs. Juliana Odekian. Thank you very much for the time. Thank you for the insights uh, shared today on the show. Yeah, it's a great pleasure coming on the program. And um, it's an opportunity for us to also create an awareness to parents out there and even to mind us. Let's embrace new ways of raising our children and intentional ways of raising our children so that one day, that's my dream, this country can become great again. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Tony, yeah. for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Philippa Okonji, if you're still on the call. Thank you. All right, then. Okay, so parents are the bones on which children cut their teeth. It's important for all parents to take up their role in raising and forming the next African generation that would lead the digital world. Thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.